Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode number 26 of Tell Me Your Tales. My name is Brady Trailful. I'm the host of this podcast, and if it's the first time you tuned in here, uh, welcome. Feel free to go back and check out all the other episodes. I hope you find value in those ones. This week's episode, well, I don't know if it's this week's, it's just an episode a bit off the uh, off the cuff at the moment. This bit of content I'm about to share with you is all about the Launceston 10K. It's uh, Sunday night. I'm back in Echuca, Moama at the moment. That's Tom, the cat meowing. And um, yeah, it was this morning. And when I was down there, I thought I'd take the microphone. I didn't have any interviews teed up. I didn't really want to bother any of the elite athletes and request that we could have a bit of a chat just because I know personally you probably don't want to do any any kind of big media like that. It's going to take a bit of time. The day before a race so but in saying that I knew a lot of people who were racing and I thought I'd pack the microphone and just see what happened and yeah we got a bit of content I caught up with Josh Harris and Andy Allison before and after the race which I'm going to share with you now and I also just put my phone on at the pre-race dinner for the elite athletes and sponsors and things like that where they interviewed Ben St. Lawrence and Josh Harris and Dave McNeil and Eloise Wellings and a few other people as well. So I uh, recorded that on my phone and then just cut it into the podcast as well. So what you're going to hear in this episode is a chat between myself, Josh Harris and Andy Allison to start off with. And I think that's good because they're, you know, Andy's been on the podcast a couple of times already. So you know a bit about him. Josh has been on maybe two or three times already. So Hopefully, we've kind of created a bit of a community and you know about those fellas' fellas journey and you can relate to them in some way. So, yeah, not a deep interview or anything, but a bit of our, it was actually interesting, a bit of our expectations leading into the race and then the aftermath, how we went and how close we were to what we were predicting the day before. So I hope you enjoy that chat at the start there. The second, the middle part is the elite dinner the night before so a bit of content there pretty uh, about 12 minutes worth of q a with some of the top elite guys and then there's a couple of minutes with uh josh and andy at the end post race just a bit of stuff from the hotel room so thanking those people for their time it was um a good weekend down there they do a great job looking after people um great accommodation great food great course great race i'd highly recommend getting down to the Launceston 10 in the future. So enjoy this content. It is a bit, yeah, scrappy. There's times where microphones were in pretty, oh, they were in the middle of three people and a couple people you can hear well. So you might have to do a bit of turning up, a bit of turning down. 
to uh, be able to gauge the sound on the podcast here and there. But yeah, I just thought it was a good opportunity to share with you a bit of behind the scenes with three guys preparing to bang out a 10K. So enjoy this. If you like what you hear, a review on iTunes would be fantastic. Um, Yeah, let me know on social media and I'll be back later on in the week with another podcast out. Thank you. Bye. in the one room in uh, Launceston. Welcome, fellas. Yeah, thanks for having us, Brady. It's good to be here live. Hey, bud. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what we're doing here. This could be super requests from Sammy on um, Strava that would get you two guys in the same spot and do a live episode. So here it is, no notes. I think Sammy wanted to talk about sock height. I think that was his main problem, that he, he was concerned about what my sock height was going to be Let's start with that then, Andy. What is it? Oh, I've told him he knows what it's going to be. It'll be high. What colour socks you wearing? Uh, navy. Navy. For sure. How high? Oh, cyclist length. Yeah. My standard. I'm going to follow suit. Yeah, yep. you look good when the cube ones. The, no, the cube ones, the Brooks ones. Yeah, I'm uh, going to going to whip them out tomorrow myself. So yeah. Multicolored. Yep, blue and yellow. They match your shoes. Uh, not quite, but they don't look too bad. No, see, I've got a new race singlet for tomorrow, debuting, and I've got a pair of socks to go with it, but I ran in them in a session the other day, and they're too thick, and they fell down a bit, and they, just, <laughs> they look terrible, so I've had to ditch them and go with some old foreshores, so yeah, yeah. Sammy will be happy. Sammy, be happy, will, Sammy. Be happy. Well, Sammy will be happy. Sammy will be happy. We cut this podcast episode just for him, so <laughs> yeah, that's it. super request. We've just moved from a beautiful wood fire and a cup of tea <laughs> yeah. at the in-laws, and oh, the hotel room's not too this bad, This is though. a nice hotel room. Thanks to the people at... Uh, Launceston 10 for organising this one. It's one of the one of the best races getting around where they support you. Tasmanian Running Festival, I think they're, they're called now, aren't they? Wayne Lard and Good, good Mob. Yep, looks looks like a good event with the City Park start this year, the bit of the festival atmosphere with the craft beers and, and local food stalls. So it's a bit of a different feel for the event. Brady, what have you what have you thought so far? Or you have you been down there yet? No. no. Is it in the park? Yeah, down in the park. It's no. on till 8 o'clock. Tonight, is it? Yep. Yeah, I might have to get down there. Mm. It'll be there tomorrow anyway. Yeah. Well, the craft beers thing is interesting. Like, it's almost... I wish I was here all weekend knowing that um, knowing that, that was on, but I've got to get on a plane and go home. But it'd be always good, ticking back with a few craft beers after a race. Oh, you could have a couple of quiet ones before you fly. I could. Tarly Bird's driving back to um, oh, Bendigo. Done. Yeah, Tra- plenty, tra- of, plenty of quiet ones. <laughs> stay there tomorrow night, drive back to Echuca on Monday morning, possibly. This could be a big afternoon. Could be dangerous. Park tomorrow. <laughs> find out too. You'd have to go pretty hard with a ten thirty start. That gap's um, that's a good thing though. Ten thirty, I like that start time. Yeah, it is. I think um, it should be a little bit warmer than previous years, and mm. I think just the last few days have been a bit warmer than it has been. But the good thing is the wind looks pretty calm still, which is a positive. If it's anything like today, it'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. it'll be sort of it'll be high single digits. Yeah. Low wind, yeah. And with that new race, so the new new course looks great, I reckon. Yeah. It's a really good finishing shoot. I like Agreed. it. Yep. Yeah. One of the quicker races in Oz, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that new finishing shoot, like we spoke to both of you guys about it today, how it's almost leans downhill now. So like, mm. regardless of how you're feeling, you're going to run fast that last 500 metres. Yep. Just got to get yourself up that little climb, which is now not to the finish, about a K out. So yeah. that should be good. Mm. And we're talking about like when you used to finish on that, not climb, but that lean like in that direction, you're just almost, 
rule is you're almost spent when you're at nine and a half K and then you've already put down the hammer with a K to go and then you get greeted with that hill. Whereas, yeah, you can put the hammer down on it today and still finish super, super fast. You were saying mentally, I think the course feels quicker because the turnaround is yeah. now earlier. Yeah. You don't head up towards uh, the infamous uni loop. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to turn around up there, which <laughs> can be a bit of, yeah, yep. it's just around yeah. the corner. So yep. yeah, so you don't you don't go up that slight hill and that turnaround into that wind tunnel. So I think once again that's gonna help. The thing that I reckon might be the positive is not the finish but the start. You know, you start a ten K, you're going hard regardless and usually it's down usually it's down that hill. That's whereas right. now we get to start go out fast like we normally do mm. and we get that downhill 500 meters later on so yeah, yeah, you should tick point. tick through that k pretty well i'd say yeah what's the first k gonna look like oh i don't know it depends on the boys at the front yeah. big dave mcneil i'd say he's probably the, oh, the man to beat you would think so wouldn't you yeah he was very impressive at um around the bridge like i think i saw him on that you would have seen him as well we all would have all <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty close distance to each other that day but um and not all of us were doing a session, which was scary. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when you got to run past that finishing shoot, he was just finishing. And he he was, looked amazing. Oh, yeah. If you could bottle that. <laughs> sell it for a lot. He's a pretty handy athlete. He is. Who else you got? Liam? Liam Adams? Yeah. Benny Saint? Benny Saint. Three big Olympians. Yep. James Nipperus, I think, is in the okay. field. Is he here or not? Not coming. Not coming. Oh. Not coming. The boys from Canberra told me before. Oh, um, a few people pulled out late, unfortunately. Yeah, Apples did an injury, Greg yeah. Appleby, oh. and, um, on yard duty playing PE or something with the kids at school. Yep. I was talking to him before. Heard no good. Dougie Hammerlock, I've heard as well, late withdrawal. The Fox. <laughs> Hi, Douglas, I'm sure he'll be, he'll he'll be listening. Hi, yeah. Doug. <laughs> he, he loves his Tell Me Your Tales. <laughs> he does. Always downloads and comments. He's a very loyal listener. Doug, yeah. you have to get him on for an episode. Tell me about, wasn't he a world record holder in like Tony Hawk's PlayStation and stuff? He was a very, very good Tony Hawk's yeah. player. Yeah, when I met him in about 2007, he was right into it. You know, one of those guys that was 16 hours a day, Tony Hawk, I, I believe. <laughs> I've seen him in action a couple of times back in the day and it was impressive. There'd be wow. some good stories in that, wouldn't uh, it? Yeah, I reckon. He's a, he's a strange cat, but he's, <laughs> you'd have some great stories. I love him. So he's out. So it opens it up a bit tomorrow because there's some guys, three guys with really handy 10K PBs, but then there's a stack of guys in between 29, 30 and probably 30 dead that could possibly become 29, 29 30 guys. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully I'm, I'm one of them. You but, are um, one of them that I'm suggesting, yeah. Yeah, so... What's your road PB? Uh, 30.06, one uh, second behind this man in the same, the same race. Ra- yeah. yeah we, two years ago? Three. I, I told someone today that you were the spot in front of me. No, no, there was... Um, Mark Hudson was the spot in front. Or Jack Rayner. So second, I'm pretty sure second to 10th, we all came into the, the last 500 together and we finished middle of the sprint. Uh, um, yeah, Jack Rayner and Matt Hudson got us, but we beat the Kenyan guy, Troopy... Um, and a couple others. Yeah, I've got very fond memories of that day. It was um, just this huge pack going at, I wouldn't say, we were going at 30 minute pace early because I think yeah. kicked it down a bit though. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it was pretty even, but when you think of these 10K road races and kind of getting yourself out there in the elite field, for, for me anyway, and I'm sure it was the same for you, you always think about being in that lead pack mm. the whole way. Mm. And for me, it was pretty much the first day that I'd been able to do it. Mm. I think Liam... It might have been was well out ahead, but um, the rest of us were able to kind of fight it out for second. And you know, I actually did a fair bit of work, which is unlike me. And 
probably paid for it in the last 500. Mm. So we rounded that last band with 100 to go. Yep. And someone was going to come second. Yeah, a lot of money. Someone might have, I think the best position from that pack might have been third. I've got a feeling there was two people out in front. Benny Ash, no, we caught, um, someone was slowing. Someone was with Liam and we caught him. That's right. Um, So I think Benny Ashkettle was with us as well. Um, so I'm pretty sure 29.56 or 59 got second that day, yeah. so there's a big difference in prize money between huge, isn't it? between second and even ninth or tenth, which still pick up a hundred bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah. and there's a good photo of us all with 200 meters to go, and we're just like Came a up. meter apart, and um, just gritting our teeth up that last hill. Came up on Facebook memories the other day, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 did indeed. Yeah. So you haven't gone quicker on the road since that day either. I haven't. It's been a bit of an interesting one. There's always been something. Yeah. Must have been a short course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always been something on um, or building up to something else and it just hasn't quite worked out. Last year I wasn't in great shape. Um, just kind of coming back off my marathon. I think I still ran 30-13. So um, hopefully I've kind of turned the corner and can run a bit quicker tomorrow. That was off a bold start last year, though, wasn't it? Thirty thirteen, like you went with that. Yeah, I was on. Pace. I was on. Or well, the boys I was with. Um, I was in a pack for eight k. Yeah. They all ran twenty nine fifty, and I just blew up a bit, but yeah. wasn't there on the day. But because yeah. Nick Earl and I were, you were looking back at us. We ran yeah. twenty ish. Yeah. Yeah, you boys were just off the back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got Nick Earl by a second that day. I wish I'd got him by a second in every race he's done since that oh, in twelve man. months' time. He is mad. Since yeah. that day, he's smashed everything. Yeah. Have you got Nick on? Oh, yeah, you have. You've had Nick he's on. He's yep. on. Yep. Yep, absolutely. 50, 50 races a year, I reckon, Nick. Yeah, just... Jeez, can race. Just lose a good life. Recovers so just, well, just doesn't he? races, recovers. Yep. Well, has a bag half. of Maltesers, and yeah. he's on. <laughs> yeah, well, can half tomorrow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he should should be looking to PB, I'd say, Nick, so good luck. Well, he PBs every race, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the best uh, hardly does a decent long run. Just like doesn't, like, doesn't have to train super hard on Sunday and still runs PBs. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you heard that, Nick. Um, yeah. What about the women's field? Yeah. There's some pretty handy runners here as well for that, isn't there? Yeah, Eloise Wellings looks yep. good. Yeah, um, she looks fit. Sinead, who will be joining me in London, she's here. That's so right, she's going to World Champs, yeah, isn't she? It'll be interesting to see what she can run for the 10K. Um, Cassie here as well she's yep. the reserve for the world so yep. there's some there's some quality that's for sure they won't have the speed to match Eloise though will they she's almost a 10k specialist yeah. you're talking about marathon yeah. runners uh, dipping yeah. down to a 10k you'd have to agree yep yep uh, who else is here any Tali Bird my fellow training yep. partner from Achukamoamas here smashes oh, the long runs she's here, yeah we mm. come down together yeah she's best uh, best training partner for the long run for sure yeah definitely if you're ever in town we'll take you out and bang out four minute k's we're just in tune it's yeah. amazing how every time you watch beeps after a k i could guess that it's going to be between 406 and 358 and it's just <laughs> clockwork wow. which is good yeah but i'm not sure about the other she females. pulled up okay from the marathon yeah yeah yep. she's training the house down ready to go yep. so that should be good and on the tassie side yeah yeah i reckon miriam Miriam's probably the one to beat. She, Over Kate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, based off Seed to Casino a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, Miriam, she should run 34 minutes, I reckon, which would be a, a really impressive run for a very young Tasmanian. That'll put her right up there in the women's race. Agree. Yeah, it could be top four or five. I, mean, I think Eloise will have a pretty big gap, I would think, if she runs to four. Yeah. 
I think she's got a little bit more She'll pace. get in a good male group too. Exactly. Like yeah, nice, she will. Nice, yeah. She won't have to race and sit and kick. She'd be able to... Yeah. No, she'll have plenty of voice to run with, I reckon. Mm-hmm. What time are you running tomorrow, fellas? Predictions? Oh. You can go first, Josh. What do, what do I reckon you yeah. boys are no, going to no. run? What time will you run? Oh, it's an interesting one. Oh, I might chuck out a bold run tomorrow. I'm going to say 29-25. Yeah, good. Got to be bold. Time yeah. for a breakthrough. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can do that. Would you run at Zadapec? 29.42. And you weren't in this sort of shape at Zadapec. No. And that was a terrible night. Shocking. So, yeah, I reckon you'll be right yeah. with, a, with a group around you. Are you going to go out at that pace? Like, are you... What is that? that? Yeah, that's the thing. That it's depends. Are you a bit dependent on... I'm very dependent on people. Yeah. Um, always have been. So, I'm, I'm kind of secretly hoping Benny Saint is someone that's not in his best form and someone that will kind of be around that mark that I can sit on and... He's not gonna. He's not gonna mire too much having me sitting on him. He's he's run twenty seven minutes, so he's Best a big 10K, dog. Ten k runner we've ever produced. <laughs> exactly, exactly Literally, right. There's no one yeah. in the history of yeah. Australia. Yeah. Imagine falling asleep at night being able to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's so relaxed. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah. <laughs> Even on this island, it's still Australia, and I'm still the fastest runner ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, Andy. Oh, look, I really don't know. I was A couple of weeks ago, I was pretty confident that I'd go pretty close to 31. Um, had a bit of a, a week from hell, but I'm feeling okay now. The Achilles is still not great, but I think it'll be fine tomorrow. I think it always does tend to yep. be right to get through yeah. 10Ks. But look, I've run 31.43 at Run the Bridge on some really poor prep, and all my numbers in training this time around have been better. So theoretically, if, yeah, if the group goes well, if there's a group around me, I could go close to 31, which would be a massive yeah. jump, though. That's a, But yeah. course, like this course yep. is a lot flatter than running yeah. bridge. That's yeah. got to be worth nearly half a minute in itself, yeah. doesn't it? I'd hope so. Uh, I feel like your all, a lot of your sessions and races, cross-country, things like that, kind of that 306 pace seems pretty honed in. Yeah. So I reckon that 31 marks a pretty good number. Yeah, so I reckon, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think 306 sounds okay, and if I've, if I've got a few guys around me, in a race-like situation, which is what my coach just said. He wouldn't put a number on. He just yeah. said, go and race. See see if you can get to the turn feeling comfortable around that 305, 306 pace, and then hopefully there's some boys to race there'll, around and you might get excited and, and dip mm, under. There'll be four, I can think of four Tassie boys that'll run between 30-30 and 31-30. Yeah, that's right. So, so hopefully having some familiar faces around will mm. really help. And being able to work together as well. Yeah. Like, you know, if you know someone and it's, someone's dropping off, you can kind of t- turn around and tell them to jump on and you know what I mean especially yeah. early in the race like if someone's going 6k and you're at the front of the pace and you know you just want to break 31 mm. yeah because no I think it's going to be different there because I couldn't care what position I yeah it's a same, time yeah. trial for yeah. me it's uh, I just want to get the get a number so and I think there'll be a few other guys around that sort of mark we don't care if we finish 14th or 20th you know if we can Every work second. together absolutely yeah so what's going to happen to us if we come in like 10th to 15th and it's like someone's getting the top 10 prize yeah and you yeah I'm I don't know change my mind all the time yeah it's um this is, I've had fond memories of this race. We have this conversation every couple of days. I do, I? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you get closer to the race day, the more you shift and change. Agree, yeah. yeah. yes. Totally. He was rock solid what he was running a week ago. I was sub-29 last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here today going, actually, this could be the time I break 30 for 10K. Yeah. Like, it's finally going to happen. But no, um, I just want to race better. Like, my last race was 10K, run the bridge, 31.10, and felt ordinary. Um, that was off the back of... 
six weeks at 180. So I was training the house down K-wise, but not really performance-wise. And yeah, identified the issues with the testosterone after that with mm. the low blood score. And then um, everything's been good since then. Like training's progressed and I reckon I've been smart with it, not overloading the training. So this is almost a, I guess it's an indicator of how the effort and the body feels off a bit of a different approach to training. Like usually I'd be a 100 mile a week guy, week in, week out and similar sessions. But yeah, taking out a lot of those jump Ks would be interesting. I feel like I'm just ticking boxes in training. Mm. Um, park runs, I just can't seem to hit that. Like I've had two park run time trials. I, I can't run fast on my local park run. It's pretty flat. It's relatively yeah. fast, but just that there's a little bit of motivation that's not there for mm. it. And I reckon you'd be the same. Like yeah. I just can't quite run. Yeah. Like it's more like an 8K effort for yeah. a 5K run for yeah. me when I've done them. And I spoke about it in the podcast with Brad and Julian. Like it just feels like you're, like where you're doing out back course and you see people you know, so you're trying to smile to them. And it just feels like you don't want to grit the teeth. Yeah. It's almost like you can't access that kind of side of effort. racing. Yeah, yeah, agree. But um, yeah, Wednesday night was really positive. I had a mate on the bike, which, because I do a stack of my fast stuff by myself. So I hardly, I'm always pushing it myself, always looking at the Garmin. And, yep. But I just said to him, I want to run 8.59 for 3K. He rocked up in his um, suit pants and uh, he comes straight from work, suit pants, <laughs> uh, the white shirt on and the like, woolen jumper. His kid's in the back, Harry, who would probably be three and a half, four. He's got the, the missus's bike with the uh, <laughs> baby seat on the back. I said to him, like, Faz, we're going pretty, like, we want to go 20K an hour here. That's three, three minute K pace. And yeah, no worries, da da. And then, um, yeah, I looked down at my watch about 500. I had my K splits on and looked down at the watch after 500 and it said like 248 pace Ooh. that I was going. And I'm like, okay, stop looking at the watch from now on, just sit on the back of this bike. And he kind of found that rhythm. And nice. yeah, I think we ran the, I think it was 247 the first K. I didn't look down. <laughs> I knew I was going quick. And then, yeah, got finished in 841. So that was a really good confidence. Yeah. It was almost like I could access that, okay, you don't have to do the thinking now. You can just stay yep. in the with the bike yep. and this is actually what you can tap into whereas that's, the park run yeah. stuff I wasn't getting any of that that's how you get your best best ones out for sure All and that's what I was saying before Andy with the group um, it's it's probably a lot psychological but just thinking about those things that aren't outcome based you yeah. think of the process and just trying to relax yeah. trying to hang on and that's when you get the best races yeah. so yeah sure. you mentioned that to me last week yeah. think, didn't you about yeah. how how much more beneficial you find it is running with a group. And yeah. Yeah, I found that when I ran my half PB last year at Burnley, there was five or six of us, yeah. and I didn't have to look at my watch. Yeah. You know, because I, I occasionally I'd check it. Yeah. And we just seemed to be hitting the case. Yeah. But somebody else was driving the pace, and I just had to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally, it'd be great to yeah any anything under thirty one ten, but yeah, ideally I'd like to run a nice hard effort in thirty forty thirty forty five. Yeah, I think that. And that say be okay. compare that with a ten k you ran. Five six months ago and five months ago, that's the um, you're improving. Fourteen weeks from Berlin, you know, thirty forty five's a solid time going into a marathon block. So mm, it's yeah. interesting to come back and check. <laughs> <laughs> See how close we were. We'll have to catch up tomorrow. I'm going to It's always thirty like fifty nine for me. <laughs> one person smashes it. One person hits it about right, and one person misses by a mile. Off in the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But nah, it should be, uh, should be good. And Josh, you were telling me about plans of uh, lead up to London today. Do you want to share a bit of that stuff? Yeah, so uh, some of the listeners will have heard my voice a fair bit over the past few episodes. So yeah, I'm heading away after the Gold Coast Half Marathon. So going up to Berlin for a week, um, just a familiar place, somewhere I've done a bit of training and 
uh, I'll, I'll feel very comfortable there and it's just a great spot to run. So a week there and then... You're staying, go- staying in the same hotel? Like uh, no, no, I'm staying a bit closer to Teargarten. Yeah. So straight out the door onto the onto the trails. You should say, have you been to Burley? No. Oh, this amazing park. It's, um, shit, I hope you don't steal that um segment. No, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I thought I've already, I've already got it locked down, mate. I'll back there. <laughs> oh, you guys are back in September. I'm back in September. <laughs> So we did a session together. It must have been on the Thursday before Berlin Marathon last year. And for some reason, we did a different session, but it was pretty much nearly identical. I think you did three, two, one. Something, yeah, and I uploaded a few minutes before you did and got the CR. <laughs> this is the course record in, you know where the Brandenburg Gate is in Berlin, yep. and then that's where you kind of start, finish, and you run towards this massive roundabout. Yep. And this park is just amazing. Like at, what, 16K around? Oh, because it goes over different, like the main Yeah, path. if you cross a few roads, then I reckon, yeah, yeah which, yeah, depends if you want that. Yeah, we rode bikes in it in after the day after yeah. the marathon, and it's just, you know, sandy paths or road paths or whatever, just big trees everywhere. But yeah, we did this same um, same segment, and I must have been on an effort for a bit longer than Josh was, so I've got this course record by like one second. Over him. Yeah, take it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, well, I mean, you can count that as gone. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just on a run, I'm going out there. He's to saying play he's going on a training camp. He's yeah. <laughs> Strava camp. Strava hunting. Uh, no one has touched that. Like, I've got, I had okay. one the other day. Like, yeah. Because there's so many people exercising in this park and riding bikes and stuff, but obviously no one does sessions on that strip. Yeah. And um, I thought it'd be gone for sure. It was a great strip. Um, and then yeah, so after Berlin, I'm in Saint Moritz, altitude training for 23 nights with. Jess Trengove, um, Jared Talent's going to be there as well, so oh, nice. that's going to be, I've heard that's probably the nicest place to run in the world, so I'm really looking forward to that, um, that'll oh, be, outstanding. That'll, yeah, that'll be key for my lead into London. When's that? Uh, so, that'll 23 nights, and yeah. I get to London three nights out. Great. Um, and then, oh. yeah, straight off the mountain, into the race. How different is that prep going to be, you know, compared to what you've done for every other yeah, marathon? It's going to be good. Training we, in Lonnie. Yeah, we, that's the thing. With a <laughs> summer yourself, yeah. yeah, with a summer race, um, it's going to be good to be in some warmer weather, yeah. um, which will be one thing. And before I made the call and got the request to kind of stay out of the team camp prior, I had to look at my data to see what I'd previously done straight off the mountain um, in terms of sessions I'd yeah. done, like heart rate responses, and so we, we had a bit of a look at that, and the last few years I've done a ripper session straight off, so yeah. kind of gives me confidence that it should be something that works for me. I was about to ask that, because you, you can, that can be um, stuffed up pretty easy yeah. too, can't it? Like you feel amazing I, three days, but you can yeah. feel like yeah, I've never, six days or five days. Yeah, and I've never done it, so um, that's why I had to look at that data, and especially before BWA, I, I had the best session of my life, two days off the mountain, and then that next week, um, there's probably like a five day patch there which was no good um, but yeah turn it around in yeah. time so mm. good good hey um, how hides St. Moritz uh, about 1800 yeah so yeah is, is there a track there as well um, I see people train on Paula Radcliffe I seen a photo yeah. of her I don't know they could be she did a lot there though didn't she Radcliffe I reckon yeah I, I honestly don't know I've just seen some a couple of activities and photos on Strava and stuff and it just looks amazing uh, like I think one of the marathoners on Strava, Christian, Swiss guy, he's done yeah. some training up there and he t- he's ticked off a couple of 40k long runs just up and down one little path, which is kind of away from St. Moritz. So, you know, there's obviously some good places to run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Bit of a holiday afterwards. Yeah. So after the Worlds, I'll 
cruise around in Europe for a couple of weeks. So in total, I've got about two months away from home, which will be the longest stint I've had before. Mm. And some of that solo as well, like you'll catch up with those guys in um, St. Moritz, but you won't, yeah. Yeah, so Berlin will be solo, see people in St. Moritz, and then I'll be with the team in London, and I'll catch up with, I've got quite a few people in London that I know, so I'll catch up with them, and then kind of just go with the flow for the rest. So it'll be a good mix, um, kind of mixing it up with, you know, getting a bit of alone time, but also being with some, some people and mates and Yeah, I guess you do so much solo training. Yeah, that's... It'd be quite similar to what we were talking about last weekend in our run, how mm. in Lonnie, sometimes you've got heaps of people to run with, sometimes you have yep. no one, so yeah. it'll be a good little mix for you yeah, as well. Yeah, because I do like a bit of alone time, yeah. so I reckon I don't want to feel cramped, so yeah, a bit of that solo time would be nice. Oh, perfect. Mm. Then you two boys going head to head up the Gold Coast. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks time. <laughs> yeah, we'll be out there. Yeah. We'll be on the same course. Absolutely, head to head. There might be a handshake beforehand. Head-to-head. Maybe we, a few strides. We could be head to head if looking at the elite field. If I just decide to throw it on the line and have a big crack, I might see him later. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Come and hear old mate Andy out <laughs> to a PV maybe later if things don't go well. He goes through ten k in twenty. 29, 30. Because they've always got quick PBs, but I don't... No one ever runs 62 there, though, do they? No, they run 63 pretty often. Jeff yeah. Hunt was one of those ones with a 60... He was one of the names with that yeah, 63, so you're not I, sure. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but I'm not so sure that he'll run 65. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be... Is he out. running? Yes. He was ah. one of the names on the list, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't he's, seen that list. He's up to about 120k a week, I okay. think. Andy Buchanan as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Debut for the half. Oh, and he'll be good. Scary, he'll go right. He'll be strong. Scary what he? he could be doing. He'll be strong, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't know how many long runs he does. Like, he runs with the group in Bendigo, but it's usually, yeah. it's like an a 90 minute loop. So he usually t- uh, caps it at that. So. He won today, didn't he? In Did he? Yeah, I, I saw a. Bandura? Yeah, I saw a Facebook live from Atsvik of him, so yeah. I, I assume he won. Yeah, he won it last year. You'd, you'd yeah. think he'd win it again. Great yeah. course, though. Yeah. I ran that last year. It was awesome. It was a week after Lonnie last year. Yeah. yeah. I've this done was it. Queen's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've done um, I've done Bandura two or three times. It's pretty good. Loved it. It was like a four lapper. Yep. Big hills over the back. Yep. Yeah, I just rated it as a tempo last year. Because it was year, 10k was... last year, wasn't it? Yeah, they kicked yeah, it, it was. Back. Yeah. yeah. Full of mud, like full spikes, and yeah, it was great fun. Once you go over that hill at the top, like that's hard coming back Ooh. over there. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you just go straight down. Straight down, you're like, yeah. I've got to run back. And you yeah. got to do it four times. Like, yeah. Well, it used <laughs> yeah. to be 12, yeah, 3k loops. I like, used to do it four yeah, times. Yeah, and they cut one of them short, I think. Yeah, okay. Jeez, I don't know how I got fourth there once. <laughs> I hate the course. You know, I hate that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a good course. I remember I was running with Mono, it was like years ago, but coming down that hill and just running scared that you didn't want to get Monaghetti coming past you again, yeah. and it was, yeah. Yes, the first year I did it, I think, I can't remember which order it went, but Mono either beat me by one or I outkicked him. I can't remember which way. I think I might have just got him, but don't quote me on that. And yeah. I felt that exact same feeling. Just years of years of um, him running Bundura Hills in his yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes up there. Should go well, I reckon. I reckon yeah. he'll be someone um, that will be able to work together, you'd, you'd think, because he's got some slightly quicker times over the, the 5 and 10. Uh, so hopefully match up pretty yeah. well for the half. 10 to 21, though. It's a, you know, it is. It's another... We've seen a lot of people haven't been able to convert from 10 to 21. A lot, yeah. Uh, time prediction for Gold Coast? Me? Yeah. 
Oh, that's very, very dependent on um, those factors, competition and whatnot, because, yeah. you know, the pace I want to run, if I'm on my own, that's kind of 10K effort. So I'd I'd love to break sixty five minutes, mm. but it just depends if there's people around. I think because three oh threes is really hard to bang out when you're running on your own. Yeah. So three oh threes might be hard when I'm running in a pack tomorrow as well. And uh, yeah, it's crazy fast when you put it in perspective like that, isn't it? It might be three oh fours. I don't know, but it's, it's somewhere moving. around there. It's somewhere I haven't done before. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy, half marathon. Oh, PB is the first goal, yeah. and then second goal is to get a fair way under that if I can. I want to see 60-something, and yeah. I don't know what that number is, if that's got an 8 in front of it or a 9, you know, it'll once again, it'll depend on the day, but I'm in shape to run 69, maybe, yeah. if I have a good day, it might be 68-something, I'd love, if I, if I, if you told me years ago when I started running that I could run 69 for a half, I would have taken it 100%, so yeah. if I run anywhere near that, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. It's a good event. I'm, yeah. My favourite. Oh, I've gone up with, to the Gold Coast yep. to do it. Without so a well doubt. Organized, huge crowds. Yeah. Good, great course, great weather, or for the half anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, I've got a little holiday afterwards as well, so yep. that'll be good. Yeah, you're going to Noosa, aren't you? Going to Noosa. Yeah. How long up for out there? Oh, only four or five days, because State, um, right. state oh, Cross is, is on, on the Saturday. It's so bad. So you got to recover from a half. Normally I'm a bit crippled after a half, and so I'm just going to have a few days at Noosa, and then we'll come back. Back to Tassie on the Thursday, drive up to Lonnie on the Friday, and race Saturday. Oh, I'll so. be jetting as far away from that grass on that weekend as I possibly can. You're I'll not going to run? I'll be in Berlin. Oh, nice. <laughs> Chasing segments on Strava. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, right. So you might uh, What's competition like for state cross country? I don't know. Dougie. Dougie. Tomo. Pagey. Lionsy. That'd be, yeah. that'd be up there. Yeah. Dougie's won the last couple. Yeah, he's good on grass. So that's um that'll that'll even the field out a little bit, I would think. Being you know on that on the cross country course, I think yeah. that sort of brings everybody back together a little bit. Yeah, Lionsy's pretty strong on the cross yeah, he's country. Yeah, got a good beard for it. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. beard. He'll race well tomorrow, I think. He's put together some good um some good training. Yeah, he should run. His course PB is thirty one thirty nine. I'd be. Looking for him to probably just dip under that. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty nine. Yeah, you're going to that one. Yeah, I think I think he can. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna predict right on thirty one thirty for him. Okay. Lift lines. He come on, mate. Come on, mate. You can do it, mate. <laughs> yeah. When you listen to this next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Process lines. He process. And he's just got into Chicago, which is exciting. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Three hundred days sober. Sober. Previous all the boxes, yep. previous guest. Yep, he's fantastic. A cold, he's a cold hero in a chuka. Like, yeah. I've got mates who just added him on Facebook. Yeah, I saw today they commented on his on his status about 300 days saying you're a legend. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Nah, so good. Awesome. Nah, he's, a, he's a legend, which is good. And it's kind of good in a way, like, having you two guys on this podcast and then having him, but then it kind of creates, oh, not so much a culture, that's probably getting a bit bit lame but kind of people are listening to this and then they know stories and then people are adding mm. him on Facebook and he puts up that status so then mm. people know his journey and oh I have yeah. random people comment on my Strava and Instagram and things who have listened lots of um, locals from from your hometown and yeah. comment and just say they listen to it yeah. and really enjoy it and say good luck for the races it's awesome it's so good I almost feel like we've um because a lot of people have never downloaded podcasts before and then they see this and they download this as their first ever podcast mm. and then start listening to them. But I'm like worried that now they're going to discover that there's like a million better podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we 
we waste your time wishing they're like no nah, this is my phone yeah. this is my yeah. go to me week. too me yeah. too there's people from a trigger we, that like hardly do running and they listen to every single running episode every yeah. week and I'm like do you get anything out of it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good hearing their stories. And what about that guy said that? And so, yeah, so you know, it's, um, it's good. We chatted about it last Sunday on the long run, how we, we get straight onto it as soon as we see it. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and good. love the love the music that you're probably going to play at the end oh, of this chat in mate, a second. I'm waiting for those people to like email me with like a copyright yeah. thing. It's like it's like, like a million bucks you owe. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, because I got off this web like free music archive, yeah. and it said you know if you don't edit it or don't sell it or whatever, you can use this. And I emailed the people from like Creative Commons saying this is the track, this is what it was listed under. Can I use it? And they said, yeah, you're right, da da. But I haven't emailed them directly, but. I'm almost thinking maybe if I get up to like episode 30, I might just come up with a nut. So if I do get sued, I'm yeah. only getting sued for 30 times 30 instead of like, <laughs> I don't want to get sued after 150 episodes. Like, yeah, kind of business. Yeah. yeah, it's a good track. It is a good song. Yeah, probably probably almost time that we cut into it, I yeah. reckon, mate. Got to go um, Got to go down for dinner, which should be interesting. Always good having dinner with a few Olympians. I still get a bit nervous. Like, you know, these are kind of some like running heroes mm. that some of the time some of these guys have run is, yeah, it's kind of, Put it back in the real world that you go back to work on Tuesday and say, "Oh yeah, I got to have dinner with three Olympians on the table next to me on yeah, on, awesome. on Saturday night." So it's um it's good, it's a good opportunity for us. Cheers. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, thank good you. Good luck, boys. Yeah, yeah, have a good one, fellas. Yeah, you too. See ya.
Um, ben St. Lawrence, Ben, um, you won down here, of course, uh, a few years ago. I think it was in uh, was it 20, 2013. It was a pretty famous day down here. We, we talked about the weather, wasn't it? Yeah, it was windy that day. Uh, yeah, I think um, I really wanted to get after the race record that day. And I thought, uh, you know, usually good conditions down here. And the gun went and I was flying. First K was quick. Second K was quick. I thought, I'm going to smash this. And then we got to the turnaround. Turned around and I realised why I've been going so fast on the way out and uh, crawled home and still got the win. It was an awesome race, but I was a long way off that record. So. Um, for those who aren't aware, um, at that time on that race, the wind, there was such a good headwind. Um, ben was actually on world record pace at um, halfway. So that is how big the wind was, but it was a bit of a brick wall coming back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it uh, looks like it's going to be a lot better tomorrow. You've had um, some wonderful experiences, of course, in the uh, in the Olympic Games as well, um, and uh, obviously you see the, the array of, of athletes here, many of whom have been to uh, Olympic events, but uh, from your own perspective, tell us uh, what that was like, because you were on record as saying, I think, some years ago, you used to enjoy the, the you know, the beer and, and the party. What, what actually got you settled and got you into running? Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I ran it when I was a young kid and, and quite talented through school, that sort of thing, but then uh, went to university and quit running so I could focus on drinking and uh, ended up putting on 20 kilos and yeah, it looked like I was never going to be a runner, but uh, got fired up in my mid-twenties and was a spectator at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne and decided I was going to try to make the following Commonwealth Games four years later in Delhi and I managed to do that and yeah, made a few world championships, two Olympics and um, a couple of birdie, uh, sorry, long sets and tennis since then. So. <laughs> It's long system then, the term I just Tell us about the experience. I mean, being, being um, you know, 10,000 metre finals and, and running against uh, I mean, some of these absolute legends that you see, um, that experience for you? Yeah, it was uh, something I'll never forget. Yeah, it's uh, something you dream of as a kid, particularly as a runner. And, you know, I was a spectator at the Sydney Olympics, and it, it's, you know, this hugest. Uh, you know, sports carnival in the world, and to actually now be to two and, and be to you know, two 10k finals, yeah, I'm pretty happy to have done it. I would be too. Uh, ben St. Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming out. Really, uh, great to have you down here once again. Now, one of our real up and coming uh, elite athletes in Tasmania is uh, this young lady. She's only 18 years of age, and she won the uh, City of the Casino uh, last month. Uh, the 11k run down there in uh, 37 minutes 28. So welcome, Mary Dowie. Great to have you here in Launceston. Thank you. Um, you've been in wonderful form and uh, running really, really well. And uh, you must be very excited about uh, tomorrow and, and to be able to, to run in such a magnificent quality field. Yeah, I'm really excited and I um, just want to wish everyone good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, just try my best and see how I go. Yeah. Tell us about you're only 18 years of age, but you, you've been running so well lately. What, what's um, what what do you think has been the, the I guess the catalyst for that? Um, this past summer holiday, I went to Morocco and I got to train with the national squad, and I um, met Khalid Sukai. He was an Olympic gold medalist in the 1970s, and he taught me a lot. Um, so I got to train in, with him for a month, and yeah, and I've just kept training and being consistent, you know. Um, yeah. And what uh, the future for you? Do, what What are your aspirations? Try my best, you know, whatever the future holds, I'm just, um, you know, comparing myself. I'm not going to compare myself to others. Um, yeah, just try my best. <laughs> well, you're certainly doing very well and doing Tassie proud as well, so congratulations on what you've done. And uh, well, you've always got a smile on your face, you really enjoy it, so well done. Lovely to have you here in Launceston.
And uh, someone who's also not uh, unfamiliar to Launceston, uh, Eloise Williams, welcome back. Thank you. Great to have you down here supporting uh, the event once again, and obviously you've tasted success down here in, in Tassie before, and um, uh, when we speak about the Rio Olympics, what a, what a, what a wonderful occasion that was for you in the, in the 10,000 and then the uh, 5,000 making the final, finishing ninth and 10th respectively. Um, you must look back on that with uh, a great amount of fondness. Yeah, well done for remembering my faces. <laughs> I really remember them. Um, I get confused all the time, but um, yeah, 10th in the 10K, that's how I remember it. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was, I mean, we just had so much fun. I didn't expect it to be so much fun, but I'd done, you know, I got there and I'd done all of the training and probably, yeah, definitely trained harder than I ever had. And I knew I was ready to, um, to race and yeah, just all I had to do was go out and put one foot in front of the other. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Seemed to be a, a really great bond too amongst uh, the team, just looking at everyone. Everyone was very much behind each other, threatening in the athletics uh, side especially. So tell us about the experience in Rio and how you find, found that. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we, um, as a like Melbourne track club, those are under my coach, Nick Badeau, Dave and, and Ben and um, you know, Genevieve and Ryan and our whole crew, um, it's probably 12 of us at least that were spent a month together training in Mount Laguna um, beforehand. So we had we, we were really really tight knit before then, and kind of going through that process and that experience and all the kind of ups and downs and the emotions that come along with um, you know and pressure I guess of training for something like the Olympics. When you all go through that, it definitely does make you a lot tighter. And then yeah, when we all got there, obviously we you know tried to have each other's backs as much as you can and. Um, support one another and yeah it was awesome we, we did get a lot of feedback that that was really obvious and that was that was really nice that yeah it was obvious yeah absolutely and look and you just finally um with the BME Launceston 10 it's uh, being a track runner as well predominantly it made a lot of running on the road but it, it's very um, very flat here do you find this sort of course suits you yeah I think so like a track is where kind of I always said that's where my home is and um yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to trying to run as fast as I can tomorrow and um, obviously using this as a really good hit out for, for the World Championships in, in seven weeks. Josh is doing the countdown for us. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah, looking forward to just having a good hit out and, and kind of seeing where I'm at um, in terms of the World Champs and seeing what I need to tweak in terms of training. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's a cracking field too, so it's a great field in the men's and women's tomorrow. Welcome to Launceston again. Thanks for your uh, great support of the BNE Launceston team. You've always been a real favourite down here. Thanks. Dave McNeil, uh, welcome. You've uh, had some good success down here in Tassie fairly recently as well, and um, done well in Burnie in the past, and uh, down in uh, down in Hobart with the Run the Bridge, and a finalist in uh, in Rio. Um, form's pretty good. Yeah, it's been going right. It's uh, Tassie's my second favourite state in the country. So What's your favourite? Uh, probably Victoria. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've had lots of trips down to Tassie and, and uh, this is third trip to Launceston. Um, and yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Um, we, we spoke about the, the quality of the fields that we've got down here in Tassie, but for, for you personally, do you look at this more as a, as a result uh, focus or, or more about just focusing on yourself uh, personally and, and how the race unfolds? Oh yeah, look, I, th I think you approach every race with, um, you know, every race is a little bit special and every race you're, you're trying to try and do your best and um, everyone's trying to 
finished finish up up near the near the front. So um, no, tomorrow is no exception, and um, yeah, in very good company. Lots, quite a few Olympians here, and uh, yeah, and if it's anything like today, we're we're in for some pretty special weather tomorrow. So that's going to add to the enjoyment factor, I'm sure. It will. Um, as I said, we've spoken about the, the quality of, of the fields down here. Um, it's going to be really tough. What, what do you expect from a race like this? That is predominantly flat. If, if it's fairly still and we don't have the wind factor, how do you think the race uh, may unfold? Well, hopefully it'll unfold with me crossing the line first. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, but between all the guys that are here, uh, I think yeah, we'd, be, we'd be crazy not to... Uh, make the most of the conditions, and um, yeah, hopefully we get the get the pace rolling early, and um, yeah, make it pretty honest. And yeah, it could be anyone crossing that line line first tomorrow. So um, yeah, either way, it's uh, it's going to be good to rip into maybe a beer and a burger at the finish line, the the new um, the new event uh, kind of set up this year. So that's kind of exciting. Josh is uh, nodding his head wildly there in anticipation of the burgers and beers. But, um, and beyond Launceston, uh, how do the next few months look for you? Yeah, it's uh, somewhat quieter on the race schedule. I, I started studying physio this year, so that's keeping me pretty busy um, back home in Melbourne. Um, so, yeah, we're fairly local for the, the next few months. And, um, yeah, the next, well, next race, I think, is in Sydney and then could very well be uh, down to Burnie in October. And we always get great crowds down here, and they love their sport down here in, in Tasmania, whether it be uh, AFL or, uh, or or athletics. We always see a very good crowd come out even on the on the bitterly cold mornings. So uh, that must be enjoyable for athletes as well, because obviously everyone here in the room does a, a lot of running on their own or, or with a, with a group, and it must be nice to have people out there supporting you. Oh, massively! I've I mean I've been fortunate to run all over the world, and um, I've run at certain pretty special meets, and often the, the best meets are the ones that are in the small the smaller towns that don't have, um, you know, major sporting teams, like a major AFL team or major soccer team, and um, I think that's that's what makes, I mean, all, all of the, the Tassie uh, 10K races arguably the best ones in Australia, is it's, it's the, the people that get behind it, and it's, um, it's just a fantastic atmosphere for sure. Well, we're looking forward to it, so uh, thanks for your time. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers, thank you. And a big thanks to all our athletes for uh, coming out and joining us. Thanks, guys, girls. So, um, thank you once again all for, uh, for coming down and enjoying the hospitality and enjoying Launceston. Josh Harris, tell us all about it. Yeah, I uh, came in 6th today, 29.46, so it's a it's a road PB, but I'm not quite 100% um, satisfied. I, I was in a good group with Benny St. Lawrence, um, kind of like I said last night, I hope to be, and a couple of guys, and the four of us were kind of battling it out for 3rd to 6th place, and yeah, they managed to run away from me in the last 400, so... So that's the part you're not happy about? The, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I probably would have been really happy to come third in twenty nine forty, but just that couple of positions. Um, but yeah, 
I was kind of happy with the process out there. I relaxed. I didn't worry about the time. A bit Julian Spencer-like, actually. Mm. And kind of that worked pretty well for me. It was just the last 400. I didn't really didn't really have it upstairs um, to kind of fight on and try and outkick those guys. But, yeah, still a first sub-30 on the road. So tick that one off, I guess, after quite a few years. What do you mean didn't have it upstairs? Just didn't, didn't dig deep in that final kickdown? Or... Yeah, possibly. Um, I kind of... I kind of started to think, oh no, these boys have got me, and then my technique started to go a little bit, and I was probably a little bit um, tense through the shoulders, and just couldn't um, go as hard as I probably felt I could have at the 9k mark, but yeah, it was an okay yeah. run. Did you like the new course? I did, yeah, yeah so just I. turning turning earlier was a big plus, you kind of thought that you were, you know, you turned around early, um, that's such a thing, and... Yeah, I kind of also enjoyed getting down that hill after about 500, kind of relax a bit. and Yeah, yeah. there's some good groups out there and had some good support. So, yeah, yeah it was a good yeah. day. First Tasmanian as well, which, you know, for a local, that's something to kind of tick off as well, which is only my second time out of the 11 years. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah. Second time, first Tasmanian from 11. Yep. And you won it easy though, didn't you? Dave, the next best? Uh, it depends if you count Dijon. Yeah. Um, so technically, I don't think they do at the moment, but you know, I wasn't far ahead of him. He had a pretty good run, and he put it on the line. So yeah, hats yeah. off to Dijon, just missing thirty. What did you split half lane? You know. Um. Ooh. I would probably say fourteen forty-five or fourteen fifty. Yep. Um. Yeah, somewhere around there. Good. And then yeah, held on relatively well. Um, probably fourteen fifty, fourteen fifty-five. I'd say roughly. Would be the splits. What was that last K? Uh, 256 for me. So, although I kind of feel like they ran away from me, it's still not too bad, I yeah, guess. 256 is a good way to finish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good work, mate. Body's feeling good. Yeah, pulled up really well, which is which is a good sign. So, I should be ready to head out for an Arvo run this afternoon and kind of get stuck back in this week. We do session Tuesday with a Sunday race. This next week um, is probably going to be nearly my biggest for the whole. Uh, the whole Mara prep. So I've got a long run at 90% marathon pace planned on Tuesday, a long session on Thursday, and a long run on Saturday. So those three big days mixed with four easy days, it's going to be... A fast yeah. 10K and then a yeah, look out, half marathon. Yeah, look out for some big Ks next week and the half in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah, good work, mate. Cheers. Andy, what about you, mate? Uh, Both yesterday? Yeah, yeah. The aftermath? Yeah, not so good. Look, it started out okay. Um, good little group with yourself leading the, the pack, and we had Paige in there and Tomo and a couple of other boys who I don't know, but were running pretty well. And I think maybe that first K was just a touch quick, perhaps. I think we hit, went through in about 2.57, and then... 3357 yes mate it was 257 my watch told me 259 but i'm putting that on you yeah and um and then but otherwise i felt i felt pretty comfy those first 4k like i felt okay just being sick all week um, sort of caught up with me and and then I just blew big time and I was running like 330s, 320s and um, heart rate was still, you know, high 180s. So, I mean, it was really high on the start line. It was probably 120 to 130 on the start line. So, yeah, I try not to think about that too much, but yeah, obviously a little bit of 
sickness uh, lingering there. Um, the body that, telling you something. Body telling me, yeah. yeah, and yeah, felt dizzy. As soon as I finished, felt quite dizzy, and then we've just done our just done our warm down there and running, you know, five minute five thirty k's, and I felt like I was running three thirties. Like, body actually feels good, but the actual the chest and the head feel pretty ordinary. So not ideal. I think I could be thirty two oh nine. I think after turning in fifteen twenty, so a, a fairly serious pop there. Yeah, still steady, 32.09. Oh, like it's, still, it's, it's still a good hit out, isn't it? It's not it's too bad. So good for the weeks. Hopefully I'll just get um, get on top of this sickness and, and reset for Gold Coast in, in two weeks' time now. Yeah, that's it. And I was 31.00, 31 <laughs> dead, which was... Uh, Is that Garmin time or Strava time, that's mate? Garmin. I haven't been on Strava yet, and I haven't seen official results. So cross your <laughs> fingers and your toes, and it says 30.59, because that was the goal. Yeah. Tick that box, and... Um, yeah, it did a lot of, uh, I guess, in control of the pack for a long time, which was positive that I could have the confidence to do that and still run. Like It wasn't like it popped me in the second half because no. I was leading early. So yep. um, yeah, strong. In, in front of the third pack, might I add. It's not, uh, it's not that oh, pack, I would have called it second pack. Second pack, yeah, probably, by the time we caught a couple of guys there. So, yeah, ticked the box and felt pretty comfortable and... Yeah, considering those park runs that have been 15-20-ish, 15-25-ish, it was good to be able to hold that pace for another 5-5. Yeah, absolutely. Finished strong, finished in, yeah, 302s and 36 or something like that for the last, for the ninth and 10th. So, um, yeah, good signs going forward. Beautiful, fellas. Well done. Thanks, bud. Thanks, mate. around the Launceston 10 on the weekend um yeah it was pretty raw pretty sketchy microphones and phones doing a few recordings there but I think it was worth it I hope you outlasted this long and you're hearing this message now because some of those guys have interesting stories and it's always good to see how people think before and after races so uh hopefully you got something out of it if you did spread the word it's always good going to Tassie you feel uh, a part of a little community down there they're the most laid-back runners you'll ever meet and um, so welcoming and have heaps in common with those boys and they're really hard workers and really get everything. They're really good to be around. It's, um, it's interesting though because you don't see them often but a week doesn't go by where you don't talk to them on Facebook or Strava or just the text messages which probably says a bit about how relationships are formed in 2017 which is uh, quite interesting that you can have so much in common with people, see them very little face to face and get on with them so well. So I really appreciate the time from those boys. I must say a very big thank you to uh, Rick Fonten. He uh, gave us permission to use that audio from the press conference. He was the one doing the awesome Q&A with the uh, elite guys up there. So thanks to Rick and there's a few details about what Rick does in the show notes if you want to um, get hold of Rick for an event or anything like that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. As I said, it was pretty uh, pretty rough episode, but um, yeah, good to be able to bring you some of that behind-the-scenes kind of content of what goes on in people's head before, at the dinner, and um, after the race. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you later on in the week with uh, another podcast show. Cheers.
still feed the seeds that you taught me to sow. So believe the choices you made were right. Don't let what ifs keep you awake at night. Because I've met someone new. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 